I am so happy that you're able to join us for this extended interview. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get more killer resources. Thank you so much for joining us for this extended interview with Ricky, where he's going to share how to get sponsors through your blog. Hey, Ricky. Hello, hello. Hey, Debbie. Great to talk to you again. Thank you so much. This is such an exciting topic for me because this is probably one of the biggest things that a lot of wannabe bloggers are interested in is how do they monetize their blog, and especially if you're into social media through sponsorship. So, what is the first thing that they should do when they want to work with sponsors? Yeah, so first thing to, to, to do is actually create a successful blog. And I use a three-step strategy for that. It's, a, it's called making, marketing, and monetizing. So first thing is you make your blog, you market your blog, and monetize your blog. So making is your branding. Marketing is building up your readership and your audience and your network. And monetizing is generating income. Uh, so in terms of branding, you got to figure out your mission, vision, and values. you got to figure out who your avatar or your ideal client or your ideal reader is. Uh, you got to figure out, obviously, your domain name. Uh, and then you got to figure out your logo, what are your primary colors, etc. And then um, you got to figure out how to build up your audience. Uh, so the key ways to build up your audience are they include things like email marketing, you know, sending out a regular email newsletter. Of course, we live in an age, a day and age of social media. So you got to build up your Facebook following in terms of your friends, in terms of your fan page, but also in terms of your Facebook group, uh, you know, build up your Twitter following, your Instagram following, uh, things like LinkedIn, get more connections there, uh, Google Plus, Snapchat, Pinterest, right? There are a whole bunch of different platforms. I would say at least focus on three major ones. It might get overwhelming to try and do all of those platforms I just mentioned. Focus on three and in particular, focus on your dominant one. Like for me, it's Facebook's my dominant one. And then my uh, uh, my two other sub sub dominant ones are Twitter and Instagram. And then, uh, you know, Insta uh, sorry, LinkedIn, Snapchat and all those. I have profiles there, but I'm not as active. Um, then, of course, video marketing, you know, build up your YouTube channel. Uh, you might want to consider doing a podcast like Debbie's doing or I do. And then uh, doing things like getting into the media, uh, you know, with your blog, whatever you focus on, you know, try to get some media or press interviews. That's a great marketing blog. Going networking, speaking, running events, SEO, searching and optimization. Those are all marketing strategies. And then the final piece is the monetizing, which is uh, creating, selling your own products and services. Uh, it's doing things like sponsorships and advertising. And then, then uh, finally, it's doing um, affiliate marketing or joint ventures and uh, basically having links and then you'll get a commission there. Uh, but in terms of uh, what you asked me about sponsorships specifically, basically what you can do is, uh, especially we'll focus on like a travel blogger, because I know one of your big passions is travel and a lot of your um, listeners love travel. So in terms of getting travel sponsorships, it is uh, basically doing those things I mentioned, having a strong brand, having a targeted audience, having a big network, and then reaching out to tourism boards, travel companies, and asking them to work together. Basically, you'll send them a pitch letter, and basically a pitch letter is like you find out who the PR person is in the tourism board or in the travel company, and you say, Dear Kate. Uh, Dear Kate, my name is Ricky Shetty. I'm from Vancouver, BC, Canada. I have a website called daddyblogger.com. I travel with my wife and three kids, and we're coming to San Francisco for a week. Uh, we'd love to work together with San Francisco Tourism to um, you know, promote San Francisco as a perfect family destination. Would you like to work together? 
that is my pitch, Debbie. That's it. It's a short pitch. Talks a little bit about me. I might, might I might mention my numbers, like okay, these many website visitors, this many social media, these many YouTube views, etc. But really, it's that simple because a lot of people are busy. They don't want to read long extended uh, emails. They don't necessarily need your uh, media kit or your pitch deck. It's a short email with uh, why you're writing to them. And I just ask the open-ended question, would you like to work together? And then if they respond or when they respond, then we can kind of fine tune it. Uh, so I would ask for like accommodation. I would ask for, um, you know, either transportation there, like flight there or localized transportation. They might give me a, a rental car. They might give me vouchers for the train or the bus or the cable car system. And uh, finally, I'll ask for some attractions like to local tourism places like museums or kid-friendly attractions. And of course, food, because we like writing about food. So they'll give me restaurant vouchers um, or food credit, etc. And I've done this, by the way, in San Francisco. I've done this in different parts of Canada, the U.S., done it in South Central America. I've done this in you know, parts of Asia. I'm here in the Philippines right now, and I've done it here in the Philippines. We got a great cruise from Manila uh, to Corridor Island, which is a World War II heritage site. And we got the whole tour covered. Uh, they covered our ferry there. They covered our tour there. Not only were we sitting on a tour with like 30 people, when we got to the island, it was so funny. There was a private vehicle waiting for us. All the other tourists got off the boat and then they all jumped in this big bus with like 30 to 40 people. And then uh, there was a guy holding a sign saying, Daddy Vlogger Ricochetti. And then we had a private car take us around the island to do a tour. And at the end, we didn't have to pay anything. We gave a tip just to bless the, the driver, the guide, but we didn't have to pay anything uh, up front. So, I know I can talk about the subjects all day long because I do workshops on it. I have online courses on it. So feel free to ask me any follow-up questions, Debbie, but that's more or less the formula I use. Yeah, you spoke about obviously building your brand and then focusing on specific social medias. How do you actually grow an audience in those social media platforms? Do you have any tips and tricks on how to do it? Because that's one of the biggest questions I'm sure you get asked and I get asked as well is how do you grow your following? <laughs> you grow your following by following the golden rule of social media. And, uh, you know, a lot of us have learned the golden rule in kindergarten. But in social media terms, it's like if you want to get more people to like, comment and share your stuff, what do you do? You first do it onto others. So if I want Debbie to like, comment and share my stuff, I'm going to go to Debbie's profile. I'm going to like all, a lot of her posts, not like in the stalker sense of the word, but in terms of like, I'm supporting her. I, I'm championing what she's doing. I'm commenting uh, about specifically what her, what her post is about. And I'm sharing it with my network, right? And uh, Debbie will be like, look at this Ricky guy. He's adding so much value. He's engaging with my posts. I better find out what he's up to, right? And then uh, Debbie will go to my profile and she'll be like, oh, Ricky's doing all this stuff. I'm gonna like and comment and share his stuff as well. And if you do that with like, you know, a few people, like five people, 10 people, 15 people, 20 people, it's gonna have a snowball ripple effect. And that's exactly my strategy. I first add value. I first start commenting and liking other people's stuff from a really genuine heart level. I'm not, I'm not just gonna like everything, right? Like they keep uh, talking politics and I'm not really into politics or if they keep like doing racism stuff, I'm not going to like that, right? What I'm saying is like, comment and share on stuff that you agree with and that's valuable to your network, right? So that would be my top tip, uh, the golden rule of social media, but also the silver rule of social media, which is don't do what you don't want to have done unto you, which Confucius said. So it's like, if you don't want to be a spammer, uh, if you don't like spam, don't spam yourself. So don't go to the Facebook groups and just share you know, here's my latest post, like my stuff, buy my latest book, right? No one likes people like that who are just constantly there promoting and uh, spamming, right? So uh, don't spam 
and uh, people won't spam either, right? So those are my top tips for uh, social media, um, you know, in terms of the golden and the silver rules. So now once you have some following, because you don't need a whole ton uh, of them to actually have an engaged following, how do you leverage your audience? So you leverage them in the sense that uh, when you have a certain number of followers, you should always have targets or goals, right? So for example, if you currently have 700 Facebook friends, you might want to aim for 1,000 Facebook friends. If you have 1,500 Facebook likes, you might want to aim for the 2,000 likes mark, right? If you have 890 you know, Instagram followers, put it on your social media like Facebook saying, hey guys, I have 890 Instagram followers. Who would like to be my last 10, right? And you'll hit those targets. So once you have those targets, uh, basically uh, th those round numbers are good targets to shoot for. Uh, when you reach out to tourism boards, you actually mention those numbers there, right? So you'll say, um, for example, in my case, I have like a, I, I have a blog a readership of like 10,000 views a month. I have a social media network of 100,000 combined. I have a YouTube uh, channel with a five, five million plus views. Right now, this, this is in 2018 that I have those big numbers. But back in 2012, when I first started my blog, my numbers were way smaller. I had uh, like maybe my blog was hitting uh, maybe 100 views a month, right? Um, and then uh, my social media was probably a couple, a few thousand, right? And my YouTube channel was like uh, a few thousand as well. So I built it up over the first five years. But even when I first started, I was still reaching uh, local tourism boards. So that's another tip I would give to your audience is start local. You know, if you're living in Los Angeles, start writing about California-based tourism destinations, right? Maybe you want to write about Disneyland, Universal Studios, San Diego, Anaheim, um, Sacramento, you know, uh, San Francisco, et cetera, right? So work with the localized regional tourism boards. And then once, once you get those under your belt, you actually leverage those tourism boards too. You can say, I work with San Francisco tourism, I work with LA tourism, I work with San Diego tourism. You can reach New York tourism and also the leverage power of getting tourism boards to work with you and leveraging them, but also other sponsors. So say you start working with some companies, um, you know, they give you products to review, you can leverage them too by adding logos on your website, saying uh, media outlets featured in or sponsors worked with or tourism boards uh, partnered with, right? And then putting the logos there. A lot of people think that need to have large amounts of numbers in social media and in their blog traffic, but you can start from the beginning and just experiment and keep doing it because you're going to keep getting better and better. And then once you hit the numbers that sponsors really want, then you know how to negotiate and go to the next level with it. Now, Ricky, how do you connect with tourism boards once you are starting to pitch? Almost every city, state, and uh, country is going to have a tourism board. Um, so we've used some examples already. Like we use San Francisco as a city. You can use California as a state. And you can use the U.S. like Tourism America, right, as the kind of national branch. Um, so it depends how you're traveling, right? If you're just going to a city, you would reach that local Chicago tourism board. I would say... Uh, First, figure out what your plan will be. If you're, if you're doing a state or a province tour, then contact that appropriate person. And you don't just say, dear tourism board. You find out the actual person, the media contact, the blogger relations contact, the PR contact. And you can find that usually on the tourism board website. They'll actually have their emails or personal contact. Or some things, what I've done is kind of creative is like, I'll go to the Facebook page and I'll say, who should I connect with? Or who should I email regarding, um, you know, a sponsored travel to New York City? And then the Tourism New York will say, oh, here's, here's uh, Frank, Frank at NewYorkTourism.com, right? I'm just making that up. 
don't email that email, right? So <laughs> you email Frank at the neurotourism.com and then Frank's like, he gets a personalized email from you. It's not just going to some info at tourismnewyork.com, right? So find out the personal contact and well, like I gave you an example of my pitch letter, don't ask a lot, just say, would you, this is where I am and would you like to work together? And then if they say yes, that's when you can negotiate exactly how that's going to look like. A lot of tourism boards, you got to remember, they actually have a budget for a media. Uh, they've allocated a budget for media, which includes traditional media such as TV, radio, print, newspaper, magazines, you know, travel journals, etc. But they've also allocated a budget um, for new media, things like bloggers, podcasters, YouTubers. You know, like Debbie, for example, yourself, you're a podcaster, so you could actually go to um, a city and do the podcast on location at a hotel, right? So you could actually be in Hong Kong, staying at the best hotel and doing the podcast there and giving a shout out. Um, you can leverage your podcast to actually get sponsors. You can leverage your social media. You can say you'll do things like Facebook Live, you'll do Insta Stories, you'll do IGTV, right? So that that's what I would say is like uh, reach the tourism board and offer them as much as possible. Don't just say you'll write one blog post, but say you'll 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 deliver above and beyond. You'll not just write one blog post. You'll do five tweets. You'll do five Instagram posts. You'll do five Facebook posts. You'll do one Facebook live. You'll do one Instagram story. Uh, you know, and uh, maybe even a YouTube video tour of the hotel or uh, the city or the tourism attraction. So offer as much as possible and in return ask. So you offer a lot and ask for little, and the balance will be so weighed for them to say yes. So my take on that, Ricky, is that's great to do in the beginning, but you don't want to do that once you start getting bigger because remember too, you also have to know your value and what you're putting out there is worth a lot. So if you just keep giving them so much and you're getting a little bit, you're going to be overworked and then it's not going to be worth it in the in the end. So that's definitely, I believe it's true in the beginning, but once you get, you're starting to get a lot of sponsorships you can start asking for money as well um, because I do have sponsorships for for the podcast and if you know how to negotiate you can get paid a lot do a little bit but do it in a really great way and the content is definitely worth it for your sponsors that it will be worth a lot more money than if you just give a whole bunch and the content is just mediocre. So, but those are really great tips for people who are starting out because in the beginning, you really have to put a lot of sponsorships and brands into your roster so that when you're trying to negotiate and sell later on, you have a lot of experience already and they know that you have a lot of value. Thank you so much, Ricky. These are such great tips for us to, to be able to do this. So if our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? Yeah, you can check out my website called daddyblogger.com. You'll actually see both the paid sponsors. So I have a lot of sponsored pay posts where companies pay me and you'll see that they're sponsored by X ABC company. Plus, you'll see all the, the tourism boards I work with. You'll see uh, the media outlets I've been featured on and you'll see the co companies that have sponsored our travels around the world, right? So uh, we've been to 81 countries on uh, six continents and we're continuing to get sponsors no matter which region of the world we're in. So if we can do it, so can you. So make sure you check out daddyblogger.com to see how we do it. And I look forward to seeing how you do it too. Thank you, Rick. Thank you, Debbie. I hope you enjoyed this extended interview with Ricky. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the full interview with Ricky where he shares how to be a family travel blogger. 
Sweet family, I really appreciate you listening to this episode. I would love to hear more from you and what you think of the podcast. Suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, or maybe you just want to be friends. Why don't we chat some more on Facebook at The OB Life or send me a message at hello at theoffbeatlife.com. I can't wait to hear from you.